This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to Dare to Find Your Voice. I am really passionate about the idea of story and how human beings are, we're made up of story. I mean, that's who we are. That's the way we process. That's the way we learn. That's the way we connect. It's the way we remember. And from remembering, it's how we, you know, um, create our lives. It's also, we use story to imagine and, you know, to create. So story is a big part of human beings. It's how our neural network in our brain is set up. And it's a really amazing thing to realize how much stories are a part of our lives. And one thing that I've discovered in the realm of personal development that is there's so much focus on how a lot of our stories of our past, growing up, our environment, the way we've processed that are not completely true and that we actually can become trapped in our stories. We can create stories of fear, of self-doubt, of pain, you know, all of that because of experiences that we've had. And so in the personal development world, because we're working to change those stories, I think sometimes we get lost in feeling like all of the stories of our past are negative. One of the things that's come back to my attention, it's like I've always known it, but I've just been more narrowed in on it lately and I feel like it's so important to mention that also the strength of who we are and the power of who we are and a lot of stability and launch pad to be able to move into the future that we desire comes from our past as well and so it's really important for us as human beings to not only look to our broken stories to fix them but to look to our empowering stories and the stories of like amazingness (laughs) of who we are because that's going to give us the fuel the confidence, the energy to move forward in a place of, I can do this and I am, you know, of worth or whatever. So I have, to talk about this, I have invited one of my very longest friends, one of my very best friends in life, Jennifer Williams-Wise, I'm going to use the middle name because that's how I knew you, <laughs> um, to talk about story. <laughs> so Jen, before um, I bring you on and introduce you, I'm just going to take a small commercial break. I always forget to break for the commercial, and so I'm going to actually formally do it right now. But when we come back, I'll introduce you and we will talk about the power of story. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network.
All right. So, All right. Jen, I'm so very excited to have you as a guest on my podcast. One, because I just love to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yay. I'm glad that you are. We, one of the things that I remember the most when I'm thinking about my own stories of my past is conversations with you and just, you've always just been so much fun. <laughs> and I feel like we've connected at such a deep level for a really long time. So that's one reason I'm excited. Yeah, and definitely. also because we share a passion for story, right? So I'm just going to really quick introduce you. So again, Jen and I have been friends for a really long time, but one of the things that I've really loved um, and learned and been so um, impressed with Jen, with you, Jen, about is just your ability to articulate and your ability to just write your thoughts, your feelings, your passions, your ideas in a very beautiful way. And so I was not surprised when both of us came together. <laughs> You're welcome. It's so I mean, and your mom's a writer too, so you come by it honestly, right? And your dad's an English teacher. I mean, yeah, you come I do, by it very actually. honestly. But the, yeah, exactly. I, I'm the daughter daughter of two English majors, writers, poets, playwrights. So yeah, I do come by it pretty honestly. <laughs> amazing. Your mom's even a published author, right? She is. Yes. So amazing. So amazing. One of her greatest goals before she passed away was to um, publish, and she did. So I'm happy. For her. <laughs> Wasn't it like a series or like she did a couple of them? It was. It was a, yep, it was a, the one that got published was a series of three. And actually the last one um, was about, the last in the series was about, um, well, the whole series, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> the whole series was about um, essentially um, a woman with breast cancer. And she ended up, my mom ended up passing away from breast cancer. And the last of the series got published the month after she passed away. So it was quite, quite a, quite a powerful thing. Quite. Um, a, yeah. Words. Out with I love bang. words. There's so much power in words. words. Yeah. Yes. And of all the people to represent that, you are just the one to do that. So, yeah. And I know that's a, you know, just a powerful part in your own story. So I just, I wanted to mention that. Um, so I know, okay, I'm going to read parts of your bio that you sent just because you say, like I said, your words are so much better than mine. So Jennifer Wise was born <laughs> with a passion for making connections, taking photos, and preserving memories in scrapbooks and journals. She was always a scrapbooker, but never the fancy kind because she felt it was an important way to cherish things that were important to her. As her three kids came along, she felt that memory keeping was an important way to show them that their lives matter to her and that they have a place where they belong, and that is so important. One of the basic foundational human needs is to know that we matter. And so to be able to create that within exactly. your family. Yeah, oh my goodness, that's so powerful. So she felt strongly that a scrapbook, however it is made, is a gift because it's something happy and meaningful to go to when things are hard. When she tells you her motto, don't let your babies grow up to be JPEGs, she really means it. <laughs> And that's so important. I love digital photography because it gets the dust and the boxes out of my closet. But they just pile up on my computer. Exactly. So they might not have dust, but they get lost and forgotten just as well. So um, right. Jen is a Heritage Makers consultant, which we used to do together. Um, and Heritage Makers is a storybooking company. But when Heritage Makers was a brand new digital storybooking company in 2004, Jennifer was a young mom with three kids under the age of seven. She considered herself plenty busy, thank you very much, <laughs> so she wasn't looking for extra income or even a new hobby, but she couldn't let go of the idea that Heritage Makers was something for everyone, that Heritage Makers would be an amazing tool for storytelling and memory keeping for people who hate scrapbooking and people who love it. 
She already converted to the concept of storytelling, actually telling the story behind the photos, so Jennifer jumped on board, becoming a Heritage Makers consultant in March 2005. Since then, she has not only shared her passion of the importance of memory keeping and storytelling, but she has also helped hundreds of people find actual doable solutions to the problem of too many photos and not enough time. Jennifer has discovered that she is a wellness coach for the heart. I love that. Capturing and preserving stories, photos, and memories in an era, is an irreplaceable gift. Her goal is to share the benefit of memory keeping with one or more person every day. Jennifer holds a BA degree in Humanities and English Literature from Brigham Young University, and her favorite part of the study of the human experience was the expression of it, whether through art, literature, music, film, or language. As a linguophile, she was especially fascinated at the expressions of humanity that couldn't, as Alfred is it Stieglitz said? Is that how I say it? Stieglitz. Stieglitz. Um, yeah. She couldn't, they couldn't be written in words. Right after graduation, Jennifer spent a, a year and a half in three U.S. cities as a volunteer missionary. She is fluent in American Sign Language and has worked and volunteered as an interpreter off and on over the last 20 plus years. She has called seven states home over her lifetime. So a lot of stories just right there, right? As well as... Um, two countries in the U.S. Right. territory. <laughs> this is, in part, what's responsible for her addiction to travel, which she enjoys most often with her husband and children. Her greatest desire in life is to make a difference, and she's grateful to continue finding avenues to work toward that goal. This desire to make a difference, combined with her staunch belief in individuality, that each unique person has been given talents and abilities from God for specific, irreplaceable purposes. We jive so much on that. So much. <laughs> That drives her passion. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, I already know. Yeah, drives her passion for encouraging people to care for themselves and their families through preserving photos, memories, and stories. So, Jen, with all of that, see why I needed yeah. to read it? Like, as I was just going to share highlights, and as I was reading, I'm like, no, people need to hear this in Jen's words because you have a beautiful power over, I mean, you know, with words. You know how to use the power of words in, just, in such a beautiful way. I want you to be able to go from that Thank and you. just tell us what is it that you found I mean, like I said, we've talked about already, you, you were born into a family of writers and an appreciation for story and all of that. But as you've gone through life, and especially as you've been helping other people write their stories, what are some of the things that you um, find in the power of stories? Not just the, the negative. Like I said in the beginning, story isn't all about changing our negative stories it's not all about false perceptions but there's a lot of power in our stories and so what can you share with us about what you've learned about that well i feel like i feel like everybody has um well everybody has a story right and every story every person's story is made up of so many parts there are some hard parts and good parts and bad parts and fun parts and not very fun parts and wonderful parts. And I feel like when we just focus on, you know, the maybe the pity parts of our story, um, and, and some of them, you know, rightfully so, okay? But when we focus just on the negatives, that's kind of where we keep going with it. We don't ever rise above it. We just kind of wallow in that. And I feel like, you know, every single one of us has been disappointed. We have. By a friend, by a parent, by a sibling, people close to us. We've all been disappointed. We've all been let down. We've all had less than desirable experiences. And 
it's so important to look at those and figure out what we're supposed to learn from them. Um, I, I feel like when, when we only focus on the negative, we never learn. We never get the opportunity to rise above. And so, um, stories really are, like you said, they are, they are us, they are who we are. And so if we can't figure out how to connect with our own stories, rewrite them if you need to. Um, we just get lost. There's a great, there's a great quote um, from Sue Monk Kid. She said, stories have to be told or they die. And when they die, we can't remember who we are or why we're here. Mm. So I, I think being able to pick through your own life experience and say, hey, this was great. This, this was fabulous. This made me a better person is part of your story, but also just being able to overcome the, the disappointments or the, the bad things is also part of your story. But that's, that's how you become who you are. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's amazing. And I think even in the times that are the hardest looking back, realizing, wow, I made it through that. And look, I'm still alive. I'm still mm -hmm. functioning. I like actually, exactly. Have, yeah, I actually have a better perspective that maybe allows me to connect to another person or, you know, to know not to go back to that place or whatever. There's just so many ways that we can stand on our stories. Lisa Nichols, um, I did an interview with her a few weeks ago and then um, I've been trained by her, but she's really also really good at articulating ideas. And she just yeah. said, use your stories to stand on them. And so I've kind of turned that in, turn them into concrete. Oh, we yeah. can either have quicksand that we get stuck in, or we can solidify that and stand on it and have mm -hmm. a foundation. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I also know that one of the, the things that you that you teach, I've seen you post about this. I, I read through a blog that you did about how our kids can actually gain self-esteem by knowing their family yes. stories. What can you tell me about that? Yes. So I, so like I said in my bio, I've always been really passionate about story, the connections, journaling, you know, like being in touch with your own heart. But it's been interesting to me in my almost 13 years now as a heritage makers consultant, wanting to write blog posts, wanting to help people kind of on that, tell your story, preserve your photos journey. Um, I've done some, a lot of reading and kind of research and just finding what's out there. And, um, it's been interesting to me to find scientific studies that back up what I've already known, you know, what I've always known all along. Right there. Um, there are a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's one um, person who's done a lot of research about kids knowing family stories. His name is Bruce Feiler. I'm, since I read it, I don't actually know that I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he writes for the New York times. And um, he has done, about 25 years worth of research on the effect of knowing family stories and family history, the effect that that actually has on kids. And um, he said that it gives kids higher self-esteem. They know where they come from, right? It gives them a stronger sense of control over their lives and it makes them more resilient. Um, and part of that is just seeing what other people have been through and realizing kind of like, I come from that stock, you know, if grandma and grandma could make it through the depression, then I can do this, you know, um, some other research 
or another article that I read uh, was by Elaine Reese. She wrote for The Atlantic, and she reported similar studies on similar research. She said that kids who know stories about their own family have better coping skills, increased empathy for other people, lower rates of depression and anxiety, and a greater sense of belonging. And the more that I have looked at this and just seen the effect that, that family stories have on people, um, the more that I realize that's, yes, that's definitely true for kids, but I think it's still true for adults. It's really, at heart, we're all that little, you know, insecure kid. Yeah. <laughs> you dig way down there. We're still in there. So I think that, I think that there's a lot of, you know, all these things, sense of purpose, um, self-esteem, they all come from knowing that you belong somewhere. Do you belong in a perfect family? Probably not because nobody does. Yeah. But you belong somewhere, right? Someone, someone is looking at you as an example. Someone is looking at you as a friend. Someone is looking at you as someone that they love and trust and are are happy that you're in their family, right? Yeah. So I think I think there is a lot more to family stories than anybody gives them credit for. And that's kind of what um, Filer's research focused on: is that it really is something simple. It doesn't have to be you know, oh, my grandparents were the king and queen of whatever. It's just, you know, it doesn't have to be a grand story. It just has to be something simple. Hey, we overcame this hard thing. Hey, I made this bad choice, and then I fixed it. Hey, this this funny thing happened, and we still laugh about it 50 years later. Um, the stories can be really, really simple, but that's kind of what makes them really powerful. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And, you know, I had two thoughts as you were as you were talking. One of them um, has to do with um, how you were saying, even as adults, like knowing our stories can really change mm -hmm. um, our own perspective of who we are. So I, personal story, I had always, <laughs> I'm not going to like share details, but my grandpa, I always thought hated me. Like, I always just thought he didn't like me. It felt like every time we got together, he had a reason to tell me, you know, where I, what I was doing wrong or whatever. And so um, it just was that interpretation. And then to take it deeper, it was like, well, my grandpa's one person that's supposed to love me the most. And so there must be something wrong with me, you know, was kind of the interpretation I came up with. And it cleared through my adult life. And, um, at the point where my grandma passed away, um, and in between that time and when he passed away just a few years ago, I actually learned some stories about him and her together that gave me just a new perspective of where my grandpa was coming from. And um, it wasn't even necessarily that he went through this and overcame this. It just gave me more empathy and more perspective of you know, yeah. why he acted the way he acted, and that had nothing to do with me. And so um, that changed yeah. my whole perspective of myself, like through all the decades, you know, so it was just knowing that story and yeah. it had it not been a secret for so long, you know, maybe my self-concept would have, you know, changed sooner. I don't know. And I also know there's perfection in everything, you know, that happens. There's anyway, so that was the one thought yeah. I had. So yeah, knowing, and when you were saying it, I'm like, oh. I mean, I'd known that, but the connection even became more strong. Like, oh, yeah, knowing it's that true. story helped me. <laughs> and um, the second one was just, again, thinking maybe that 
I come from a family of, and I'm just speaking in generalities now, not myself personally, but if I were, you know, even raised thinking I came from a family that was like, you know, my parents didn't like me or, you know, maybe it was just a really dysfunctional, hard family. But then I have kids and I know how I feel about my kids. And I also know that I make a lot of mistakes in raising my kids and, you know, and they may get the wrong interpretation of how I feel about them because I get frustrated in a moment or whatever. By looking and knowing how I feel about my own kids helps me to also look back and think they had to have loved me. You know what I mean? So it does. It creates a connection of yeah of longevity, of that I come from somewhere and I'm going somewhere and I have something to offer. You know, so I just, I love everything that you said and I just, those were the two thoughts that came to me as you were speaking. Yeah, I feel like like that empathy is a huge part of why stories are so important. Because I think we don't, I mean, if I'm going to give a broad statement, I'm going to say we don't understand each other. Yeah. Just as a general humanity, other people, we don't understand each other. Because we're not in each other's situations. I might have, you know, a certain personality, a certain tendency to be oversensitive. Okay, that's true. I have a certain tendency to be oversensitive. Someone else in my very same situation who doesn't have that tendency will react in different ways than I do, would understand things in different ways than I do. So I just, I feel like, like I said, blanket statement, we really don't understand each other. And that's why stories are so important. Like you said about your grandpa. Once you understood that thing about him, you went, oh, right? The more we can get into each other's stories, and get each other, the better, the better we are able to understand each other, the more empathy we have, and therefore, the clearer everything becomes. We can be more patient with each other. We cannot worry about things so much and not let something fester, you know? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, I mean, like you were saying, that it helps us to connect and to see each other and understand each other. That's the only way we can is through our own stories. And so there is a power in looking to our past and writing those stories. There's also a power in telling our stories now, number one, so our kids don't have to dig up our stories. Exactly. <laughs> and number two, so that we can all connect <laughs> and enjoy life on a whole different level because connection is what we're all about, right? So that, that power of writing your own story and being willing to share your story instead of keep it all inside and keep it a secret or asking somebody else for their story so that you can understand somebody, right, and have that connection. There's just a power yeah. in every dimension. That's yeah. so amazing. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's a quote that I really love by Brene Brown. She said, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to create a brave new ending. And that's really, I think, what it's about. I mean, own whatever it is that's your story and then move forward. Yeah. You know, there are parts that you can look at that think, oh, that was great. And parts that you think, mm, I need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you own it, you have power over it. Yeah. It feels fixable. And yeah. And less, it feels less shaming, maybe. Like she says, shame lives in, it thrives in dark, secret places. So as soon as we are able to exactly. tell the story, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, you too? You know, so number one, you have someone to relate to. Yes. You're not the only one, right? And then also it just, it, it shrinks yeah. the power of, of the negative story and you're able to rewrite the story and create a new one. And then also it helps, again, like we were saying, to look back and say, wow, I did that and I made it through that. And, and I did have people there supporting me. I just, because I've been so focused on that thing that I've been hiding, you know, maybe 
I forgot all the support that I had around me or all the love that was, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I always encourage people to actually write it down, you know, write out your own story and, you know, author it, take ownership of it because of that very thing. Sometimes when you're looking back at it, you can realize, Oh, you know, that person really helped me or that wasn't as bad as I thought it was or whatever. It, you, you simply the act of writing it out um, can change your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you work a lot of with photos, like a lot of what we talked about was photos and not letting your kids grow up to be JPEGs. So how do photos work into the whole picture of storytelling, story keeping in your opinion? Well, I think photos are the easiest way to remember something as if it were yesterday. I think, you know, I, I'll, my grandparents have been gone for 20 years. And as soon as I look at a picture of them, they're just right here. They're just right here. And I can, you know, when I tell my kids about my grandparents and then I show the picture, it, it's, it's not just some sort of ethereal something, blah, 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 mom's talking again. <laughs> it's a real person. It's a real experience when you actually can see a picture with it. And so I think there's just so much um, power in stories. I saw a meme recently. See if I can remember it. It was something like, um, there are some pictures you can look at and never think about again. And some pictures that you can look at and never stop thinking about. Um, so I, I feel like there's, it's, it's, like I said, the easiest way to just bring a moment right back. To feel it again, huh? So one of the things that I've learned and that I teach yeah. is that feeling is the secret. And if I'm wanting to feel empowered, being able to go to a moment in my past or from my stories that was empowering brings the feeling back. And then I can move forward from there. And I'm also right. about, yeah. yeah. I'm also a lot about, I don't know if you saw the post I did about it a little bit ago, but when you were talking about it, it's not just some ethereal thing. Right now I have this almost soapbox of like, let's get out of the abstract of life. Let's get out of the abstract of personal growth even. Right. And let's get it real and let's make it tangible. So that's what writing the story and having the picture together does for us. It can actually bring it to the moment. If you look at people everywhere you go, right? Everyone has their phone and they're taking pictures or taking selfies. They're wanting to make sure that they remember themselves in that okay. place, right? So what would you... Yeah. Yeah, so that, number one, shows that people do want to remember feelings that they have, right? But what would you offer to people, maybe a, a challenge, what would you say to those people that are taking all these photos? I have thousands of photos on my phone, and I clean it off on a regular basis as well, so I have probably hundreds of thousands of pictures. <laughs> what, what would you say to do with those? I know you say don't let them be, you know, stay JPEGs, so what's your call to action maybe with that? So, you know, I think when I first started um, in this business in 2005, I, the, the advice that I'm about to give was not really that relevant. Um, digital photos were just kind of coming on the scene. Um, you couldn't necessarily um, take pictures with your phones, and if you did, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this advice is kind of new. Like, lately, I started giving this advice um, – because it's become relevant. But the, the first thing that I would say is that pictures need to be published. They need to be seen. And then right along with that, don't try to publish every picture you ever take. You're going to have to sort 
you're going to have to pick favorites. Because if you have, I would say if you have 30 pictures of your grandpa, you have to keep them all. But if you have 30 pictures of a day with your kids at the park, you might want to, you know, consider just picking three or four that are your favorite ones. I think we tend to get overwhelmed with our pictures because we have so darn many. And then we just don't do anything with them because we're, we're just like we're swimming in them. And we don't even know where to start. So I think start with organizing, but then go through and just pick your favorites. And those are the ones that are going to go in your, you know, your digital storybook or, or whatever. Um, those are the ones that you're going to tell their story. Those are the ones that you're going to uh, want to remember the, the wedding or the special vacation or the, the whatever. Um, so sort and pick. Nice. And is there a method you maybe have come up with of getting that story written? Because I can look at a picture and I can think, oh, I'll always remember all the details of that. Or I'll think, oh, I remember, but I just don't even think about writing it down. And then one day I'll go back to it and I'm like, ah, not exactly sure where I was or why I took this picture. I kind of remember, you know, da, 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 da. So do you have a strategy that you teach people on how to do that in a non-pressured way or a less pressured way maybe? Yeah. So two things come to mind. One is to get the picture off your phone and get it in print as soon as you can. Because for, for the simple reason of what you just said, you're going to forget. You think you never will. You think you'll never forget how it felt to bring a baby home from the hospital. But if you wait to write about that for 15 years, you don't have quite as much to say. Because you're like, it was great! Right? But you don't have all those specific memories and emotions and feelings. You, it's kind of summarized into, it was great, yeah. but that's it. So, cute. Um, so, so do it as soon as possible. Yeah, so cute, so cute, so happy, and that's it, right? Um, but if, you're, if you do it sooner, you're more likely to put your heart into it. You're more likely to get real feelings rather than overall sort of generality. Um, the second thing that I would say is, I just lost it. Mm. So do it right away and help me remember. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but like does a caption along with the digital photo in the moment help at all? Like to actually save it in that way? Or do oh, I, I see. Do I want to yeah. like print them all and then go back and put them in a box and then scrapbook them? Or how do I do it at the same time? Or you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I use Heritage Makers, of course, but because then I can just put the picture and the story right there together, right? Um, but if you're if you're printing them, definitely, you know, write a sticky note, write a, you know, write on the back of a picture, anything that you can do to make as many notes as you can to just remember, remember, remember. Um, I don't actually suggest that you change the name of your file. To, to be like, you know, oh, this was, you know, because it'll, it'll come up as, you know, DSCN underscore 101, right? That's the name of the digital file. I don't actually suggest that you go in and change it to, you know, Carrie's first time at the beach because that, that will change the order of when you, when you put them in your computer, they are in chronological order based on the name of the file. So if you start renaming all the files, then you don't know if that was 2012 or 2002 because it's all over the place. So I, I suggest that you actually write it down somewhere. And if you want to just make a note, okay, 
photo 101 is, and here's my little three sentences that I want to remember about it. You know, you put it in a Word document until you are at the point where you're putting it in a storybook or a scrapbook page or wherever it is that you're putting it. Nice. So I, um, I don't normally um, advertise, you know, different businesses, but I do have certain things that I'm passionate about and that I care about. And so I do want you to tell us what you do. Like, and you said, I use heritage makers, but what does that mean? Because listening to you, if I didn't know what heritage makers was or what it was that you did, I would think that sounds almost stressful, more stressful to me to actually print it, put a note (laughs) on it, and then someday put it in a book. What you do, and I know because I used to do that, I mean, and I actually do use the service as well, but I'm cutting out all of that stress by doing what you do. So what is that that you do? Like, can you just like take us through a... Yeah, well, exactly. I'll take you through my whole process. So I start... Okay, so let's say I just went on, on a vacation. So I, literally, I on my calendar, I block out not just the days that I'm gone, but a day after to recover. I do laundry. <laughs> I upload all the pictures from my my phone and my camera to my computer. And I organize them. I, I don't rename them because that just keeps them in order. But I put them in files, five folders that are called different things, right? So I went to Arches last summer. And we spent two days in arches and a day climbing a a 14,000-foot mountain in Colorado and then one day doing something else. So I divided that into here's what we did on day one, here's what we did on day two, just so that chronologically it works in my head. I remember what we did first and second and third and fourth. So that that literally is on my calendar as part of my vacation. Um, And I, for other you know, not non-vacation things. I do that um, just regularly. If, I, if I've taken a whole bunch of pictures right after Christmas, I just make sure that those photos get right onto my computer um, right after. And then from there, they're all, all digital, right? So I, I upload them into my Heritage Makers account. So with Heritage Makers, it's digital online. I call it digital online personal publishing. And you can create you know, digital scrap pages or just storybooks. There are templates if you don't want to spend a lot of time creating cutesy things. Um, or you can go like totally digital scrapbooking crazy with Heritage Makers too. But anyway, so I upload them right into my Heritage Makers account as soon as I can. That way, if I lose my phone or, you know, the inevitable something or other with digital technology happens then I have a backup it's on my computer and it's um stored at full resolution in my heritage makers account too so that's my digital backup yeah like a heritage makers cloud yeah yeah okay exactly exactly yeah and then from there I usually just block out some time it's I like to call it me time (laughs) where I I just go through my pictures and I put them in I do I do the digital scrap pages but I know a lot of people do the books because it's really easy to just put like one year's worth of photos in one book and you're done they're you know a hard on book so um I will schedule time because you never find time for anything you make time for things. So I will put that on my calendar as well. Some of it I do by myself. It's me time. Some of it I do with friends. Um, we just get together with laptops, you know. 
I even Skype with a friend that lives where I used to live two moves ago um, that I used to, to scrapbook with. So, you know, we'll do that over Skype as well. But anyway, so I, I make time for it. And then that way, time doesn't pass before I'm like, I don't even know what happened. I took that picture, but I don't know why. <laughs> Who's in it? Where were we? Is that me or is that somebody else? Um, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of my, my process. Nice. I love that. So I didn't even plan on getting like an education on organization as well, but that was brilliant. Like schedule in an extra day for your vacation. So you can just get that done and off your, off your mm -hmm. head, off your mind, off your phone, you know, um, and you can keep exactly. them on your yeah. phone if you want to show people that you also have them preserved. So that's so amazing. And then also scheduling me time in a, on a regular basis to, to, you know, also document your life but I think the gist of what we've been talking about is just the important the importance of writing your stories instead of keeping them in their your head writing them sharing them talking about them because that's who we are right I love that I love that you offered exactly and I feel like oh sorry no go <laughs> that little lag is really fun that little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I was going to say is I really, I mean, personally, it's very cathartic for me to go through all my pictures and memories and kind of make sense of them. Um, even, even something fun, like, you know, a trip to arches, yeah. I, I just sort it in my head and, and then it just becomes more, I own it more. It becomes more real to me and more powerful and more part of my life, my, my life experience. I think there is great power in just sitting down and kind of organizing your life experience, putting, putting feelings to experiences, putting thoughts to experiences, making sure you write down what was funny, making sure that you remember little teeny details that are special, but might be easily forgotten. So yeah, definitely write, write it down. Even, oh, I remember the number two thing I was going to say Yay. before. I knew it was <laughs> Advice. Right. So my other advice that I give people about just kind of getting it out of your own head, um, if you have a hard time knowing what to write about your story or your pictures, I took this picture, I want to write something about it, I'm not really sure what to write. I always tell people to just pretend that you're calling your best friend on the phone. I just got back from whatever, the trip to Arches. And my best friend says, oh, what'd you eat? Where'd you stay? What'd you do? How long were you there? You know, what's something funny that happened, right? And you just have this conversation with your friend. That's what you write. That's all it is. You don't have to have, you know, a degree in writing. You just need to write your own experiences. And some people I think are, are a little afraid of, you know, grammar or how am I going to, it doesn't matter. You should write like you speak because that makes it you. That preserves your voice, right? Which is exactly what this whole podcast is about. Well, my whole yeah. thing is, yeah, preserve your voice, exactly. find your voice, which is a perfect yeah. culmination because I was going to say, you don't have to have scrapbooking as your passion. You don't have to have writing as your passion. You don't have yeah. to write pages and pages and make it all creative and like it's going to be published as a novel for everyone to read. The the thing that I find that is so important for people in anything they're going to do to find motivation is to discover why you're doing it. And if you can just realize that there's power to your life by knowing, remembering, and sharing your stories, 
in whatever capacity, whether you publish it, whether you, however you do it, um, even if you're just recording yourself talking to your friend about your picture, you know, and then giving it to your child as yeah. a way to earn allowance to type it up or whatever, you know, just do it and find the reason yeah. why you do it. it. For Jen, it lights her up. It's her passion. It might not be somebody who's listening's passion, but finding a reason why it's important to you or why it would be important to do it is where the power comes from. Being able to give yourself the power to like live the life yeah. that you want to live because you're remembering, you know, anyway, it's just, a, it's a powerful thing. So I really appreciate you yeah. sharing your advice, your passion, your insight with us. I do have one more question for you that I ask everybody okay. because I really have a desire and a goal on top of everything else that I'm doing to sh just spread the good news of life and of people to everyone because I yeah. believe there's more good than bad in this world, no matter what the news wants to paint, you know, yep. or whatever else is going on. So what's some good news in your corner of the world that you would want to share with us? Even if you just saw two cute oh. kids playing in the park yesterday, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, my oldest son was at Arizona State for um, a couple of years, and he decided recently to transfer to a school that's like 40 minutes from us. So we get to see him every weekend, which is kind of fun. It's a really good school, and he's kind of proud to be in that little elite. It's a really small kind of elite school, and he's really excited to be in that little group. So that's kind of good news from there. Um, um, not even kind of good news. That's fantastic news. To have your son closer to you. That's amazing. And that he's happy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and he's totally happy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You were thinking of something else. Yeah. Is there something that you wanted to say? Yeah, I mean, if I had been... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I want to say something good about all my kids now, but that's kind of the, one of the most recent, most recent um, ones. So, Just yeah. being able to look to the people that you care about and finding, you know, the good in them really can spread the good news. Yeah. You know, letting it be, again, letting the, this is one of my good friends, Dr. Slade, that I, um, interviewed at the beginning of when I started these podcasts is he always says make the covert become overt by letting all those wonderful things you think about your kids yeah. out sharing those things all the, the things that you see in other people telling them yeah. that you see that and you know it'll just spread yeah. that love and cheer instead of the separation that we sometimes feel when we keep everything in so yes that was a lovely yeah. lovely interview and I loved your good news I love that he's nearby <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Jen, last thing is, how can everyone get a hold of you if they wanted to um, learn how to write their stories or to publish their photos or whatever? get a hold where of can me? They find you? Yeah. <laughs> where can they find you? You're yeah. all over. I think. So, I, I am all over. So, I think um, I'll give you two ways to get a hold of me, which really will give you a lot more. So, the first one is my actual website which is heritagemakers.com slash Jennifer Wise. You just want to make sure you spell that right. So it's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-W-I-S-E. And then my um, blog, I publish weekly just tips and ideas of how to, I mean, it's about everything, photos and stories and memories and um, connections and all that. Uh, that is Life Tales Books. So it's L-I-F-E-T-A-L-E-S-B-O-O-K-S dot blogspot dot com. 
And you can subscribe to that by email if you want to find, you know, get all the posts right in your inbox. But also in the right sidebar, there's a link to find me on Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter and my Facebook groups and everywhere else that I am. So if you just kind of want to follow along and see what's going on in the world of um, preserving memories and photos and telling your story, then that's where I am. Nice. Or if you just want to know Jen, because she's so fun. I'm going to put all of that in the in the show notes, you know, attached to this to this podcast. So anybody that wants to find you can just click on the link there as well. Thank you again so much for taking the time awesome. to share your passion with us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. It was so much fun to talk about the story. I love how we, we are on the same page. You and I are right on the same page on that. It was really fun to do that. Thank you. It is fun. Thank you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you, you too. Thanks for taking time to do that. This is the EWN Podcast Network.